Thank you so much. I had joined my first band when I was 14 years old. And by the time I was 15, I was making more money than my mom. I had an amazing mother. My mom, she worked two jobs to put my brother and myself to school. In the daytime, my mom worked for a doctor as his receptionist. She'd come home in the evenings and she'd have supper with us. And she'd go out again. She'd go selling clothing door to door to put my brother and myself to school. Thank God for moms. So I dropped out of school at the age of 16 to help the family. And for the next 14 years, I lived a life of decadence as a rock and roll musician. At the age of 30, God intervened in my life and I gave my life to Christ. And when I got saved, God touched me in a very profound way. And I wanted to share my faith with everybody. And so I was somewhat of a religious zealot. I was one of those Christians wouldn't go away. I was in everybody's face. But uh, that didn't work with some people. And so I thought, seeing as I'm a songwriter, it might be a good idea for me to write some songs for people to let them know what God had done for me. And this particular song I'm going to sing for you now is a song that I wrote for a friend of mine who fixed up buildings on the inside to let him know what God had done for me on the inside. A song called Interior Decorator. Creator, I know I'm not much on the outside. Inside, I'm a brand new man. I got a recreated spirit. This old body got life within it. I know I'm not much on the outside. Inside, I'm a brand new man. Who knows? But doesn't quite understand. What's going on? Can't stop it. I'm falling in love. You say it's a little bit crazy. You say what you like. Nothing can faze me. I know that I know that I know you'll never change my mind. And I don't mean to understand it. Interior decorate a plan that I know I'm not. Much on the outside, inside I'm a brand new man who knows but doesn't quite understand what's going on. Can't stop it, I'm falling in love. What's going on? Can't stop it, I'm falling in love. What's going on? Stop it, I'm falling in love. So there I was, 30 year old regenerated hippie. And I'd never done honest day's work in my life. And, uh, all I could do was sing and write songs. And so I didn't know how God was going to provide for me and my family. I thought maybe God would take me from being a successful secular musician and make me a successful Christian one. 
For the next 19 years, I never sang in public. During that time, God was building some character into me and preparing me for this time. At the age of 49, God called me to ministry. And I've been traipsing around the world ever since and just sharing the goodness of God wherever anyone will listen. Now, during those 19 years, even though I wasn't singing or performing in public, I had a reputation in the country where I live of being a singer and a songwriter. And so I started being commissioned to write songs for television commercials. I'm going to play you a few this morning for a giggle. You play the first one, please. I remember the days of my life I recall the faces, mostly yours Magic moments, life was a mystery There's no place on earth that we'd rather be Moving up, going through some changes Storing up the memories Then you gave me the light of my life I always gave the best I could give God works in mysterious ways. That was the first of many television commercials that I did. And that one's got a very strange, amusing story attached to it. They'd spent a few million making that commercial. And they'd wanted to use a Beatles song for the soundtrack. And so they negotiated with the Beatles publishers. After a while, they found out they couldn't afford the Beatles, so they came to me. God good? I have a, a fantastic family. I have a wonderful wife, four children, three grandchildren. We've been on a journey. We've been to some wonderful mountaintops, some very deep valleys. I'm going to share some of the journey with you this morning. The song I'm going to sing for you is a song that I wrote for my daughter, a little girl. She's 33 now. A song called You and Me. It's a lot like me. When I look at your life, it's like that. 
day When the sun comes up somewhere fades away All depends upon your point of view When I look at your life It's like deja vu Only need to drop a hint. You only need to look my way. Be to know what you're thinking. That's the way it is between me and you. You got me, I got you. You and me, we're made the same. Got things to lose, we got things to gain. We see from different points of view But when I look at your life It's like deja vu A little bit of you in me Me and you Got me, I got changes forever. Perhaps your car should too. Introducing the newly evolved Toyota Camry. 38 years ago, my oldest son was born. And when my son was born, I had no understanding of a father's love for a child. Our dads are meant to teach us how to be fathers. My father left home and my mom was pregnant with me. Now, when my son was born, it was three years before I became a Christian. It was this point in my life that I believed that God took a hold of my heart and started revealing himself to me as my father. My dad lived a thousand miles away from where I live, and as I mentioned, as a young man, I was a well-known musician. I had a number of albums out, and so my music would be played in the radio, and my name would be in the newspaper from time to time for doing stuff that musicians do. And so I tour around our country promoting my music, and every year I'd go through the town where my dad lived. It was always my intention one day to meet him, to start a relationship with him. This went on for a number of years. Every year the same resolve. This was going to be the year that I'd meet my dad. One day I got the call to tell me my father was dead. I said I'd go bury him. When I got to the funeral, it was a very strange, surreal experience. I was a stranger at my dad's funeral. 
I knew nobody there. I asked my uncle, I'd met if I could see my father's body. I wanted to see what he looked like. I'd never seen any pictures of him. So my uncle informed me that my dad had drunk himself to death, and that he looked terrible. So I never got to see my father. My dad was a school teacher. He was a relief school teacher. One of those teachers, they would go from one school to the next when they had need of him. Because of this, he never lived in a house. He lived in a hotel room. And so I went to my dad's hotel room to go see if I could find anything there that I could take home and show my family something of my dad's life while I was looking through my father's stuff. I found a whole bunch of newspaper clippings about myself. And there were letters from my school. My dad had obviously written to the school to find out how I was doing, and they'd responded. So it turns out that my dad had followed my whole life, and we never met. And so my oldest son was born. I said, this thing's going to stop here now in my family. It's not going to happen again. So I wrote this next song for him when he was born. I've got stars in my eyes I've got so much love I can't disguise How I feel Wanted to Everything revolves around you And your love set me free Now I know how it feels be alive You got me on your side You've got someone to confide in And I would never let you down I will always be around And you love Let me go How it feels to be alive All of the games that I used to play Seem so far away I was half, now I know I'm whole You feel my heart I've got stars in my eyes I've got so much love I can't disguise How I feel Wanted to Everything Falls around you And your love Set me free Now I know How it
I got stars in my eyes I got so much love I can't disguise How I feel, what I do Everything revolves around you Now I know how it feels to be alive At Nedbank, we treat all our clients No matter how old they are exactly the same. The reason for this is quite simple. We never know who they might become. Nedbank. Because if you're over 18, you'll want a bank, not a youth club. Well, isn't that true? We never know what our children might become. I've learned that Christians don't have a franchise on the goodness of God. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to bad people, but God is good all the time. My oldest son, who wrote that song for us, is a very gifted young man. He's one of those people that everybody loves. I'm sure everyone in this room knows somebody like him. He's a great sportsman. He was playing professional football when he was 19. He gave his life to Christ when he was 15, and he was very much in love with God. Because of my son's sporting abilities, he got a scholarship to go to a private school. At that school, as a young Christian man, my son, he thought he could do anything he liked with his life. There he started experimenting with drugs. By the time my son was 21 years old, he was a crack cocaine addict. He had a habit that was costing him a huge amount of money. He stole most of what we had as a family to support his habit. We had drug dealers phoning a house, threatening to kill him. If we wouldn't pay them the monies he owed them, and so we paid them. One time I was out of town, my wife, my daughter, had to go to a crack house to go fetch my daughter's cell phone. This is how we lived. It was during this time that I believe we learned the most about our God. We learned the difference between Christian cliches and Christian reality. We began to understand what the peace of God is. It transcends all understanding. Towards the end of this episode, my son, who had been this happy-go-lucky young man with everything going for him, would sit in a public toilet down the road from where we live, he'd sit there all night long smoking this drug called crack cocaine. Now one of three things happen when you do this drug because you binge, and you either run out of money, or you go into a drug-induced coma, or you die. So every night my son would go out. We'd never know if this would be the last time we'd ever see him. One evening, the strain of this became too much for my wife and myself. So I took my son to a place called The Ark. It's a ministry for homeless people in the town where I live. I thought perhaps I could help my son there. I remember the two of us were sitting outside in the street. It was 10.30 at night. I was about to drop my son off there and just leave him there and wash my hands of him. And then God reminded me. Of the words in the song, 
that I've just sung for you, that I would never let him down. And so I turned the car around, and I took my boy home. A short while after that, God rescued him. And he's once again, he's faithfully serving God, and he's the father of my three grandchildren. God is faithful. The song I'm going to sing for you now is a song that I wrote while the storm was raging. The song called Get Over It. I was feeling really sorry for myself while I was writing this song. I had these images of holes everywhere. There was a hole in my soul and a hole in the roof and a hole in the floor, just holes everywhere. And God showed me a wonderful thing. I'll get over it It's just a matter of time The earliest human To forgive is divine There's a hole in my soul Need some fixing There's a song in my head Need dream mixing There's a hole in the roof But the rain comes in There's a crack in the floor I keep falling in I'll get over it It's just a matter of time The earliest human To forgive is divine There's a dent in my pride Took a beating, we were on the same side You were cheating, you were sleeping with dogs Picking up fleas, taking what you want Never said please I'll get over it It's just a matter of time There is human To forgive is divine To hold in the dark Where the light comes through To hold in my shoe From following you Got holes in your hands, holes in your feet, wounds on your back. Where they beat, there is blood on the tree. You were ashamed for the crime of the world. You were blamed, and I'll never get over it. It's a mystery for all sign. There is human to forgive this divine. Get over it. Just a matter of. Thanks so much. I was uh, being interviewed on the radio a number of years back, and the guy was interviewing me. It was a secular station, and he was trying to get clever with me and make me look stupid on the radio. And instead, me, can you prove to me that God exists? So I said, yes, my wife, she's living proof. God exists. So she is. A trophy of God's grace, God's greatest gift to me. A song I write for called Living Proof.
got a crush on you, baby. I start to gush when I speak your name. They told me the stuff wears out. So how come I still feel the same? From day I set eyes on you, there was never a doubt. I always knew this is how it would be. I got you and you got me. You're living proof that God exists. How much He must love me. I can move mountains and I can walk on the sea. You bring out the best in me. Infatuation. I don't think so anymore. Been around the block a few times. Looks like we're going around some more. Knowing everything you knew, you still chose to see it through. You put your trust in me. Saw all that I could be. You're living proof that God exists. How much He must love me. I can move a mountain and I can walk on the sea. Bring out the best in me. I believe in you and me. I believe in the family. I believe nothing happens by chance. I believe in this romance. Your living proof that God exists. How much He must love me. I can. I can walk on the sea. Bring out the best in me. Well, I forgot to put my stopwatch on. How much more time do I have, Alan? Sorry. <laughs> My youngest son, his name is Daniel. Now, he's a very sweet young man. He came to me uh, when uh, came to our family when he was four years old. And how that happens this way, he was my oldest son's best friend, and his two four-year-old boys that would play together, his mom had some issues, and I was counseling as best as I could. Well, this is supposed to be about Daniel. Anyway, Daniel's a sweet guy, and he came to me one day, and was uh, busy recording on my previous CDs, and he was very upset with me that I hadn't written a song for him yet. 
And so I wrote this next song for him. And I can remember him sitting at the foot of my bed and I started singing this song to him, got as far as the first chorus, and we both started crying. And so he asked me to please take the song off the CD. He was very concerned what his friends were going to do to him. When I heard his father singing in this love song, and so I, I told him I'd take the song off the CD. A short while after that, one Sunday morning, I was singing in our local church, and my son was there with his three girlfriends. And, uh, and he said to me, he said, Dad, he said, if you play this song, I'll kill you. This really happened. And um, so I played the song anyway. And fortunately for me, his three girlfriends, they went up to him after the meeting and they said, you must be an amazing person. Your dad to speak of you this way. Came back to me and said, I could put the song back on a CD. Which is where it is. But we parents who've had teenage kids, and those you're going to have teenage kids, you know there's a strange transition that will happen in your life. When our kids are 9 or 10 years old, they look up to us as though we God. And say nothing wrong, do nothing wrong. For some reason, I'll never figure out. When they get to be about 13 or 14, we parents, we wake up one morning and discover we know nothing anymore. A song I wrote for him called Daniel. You may not understand the things I do. Know this one thing. What I do, I do for you. I have no other motive. My heart is pure in an ever-changing world. Know this one thing for sure, Daniel, you are in my eyes the gift of God, the prize, my heavenly here on earth, you'll never know, my little friend, what you are worth. When I come home sometimes, find you asleep, I sit by your side and ask my God to keep you safe from harm, make you strong in and ever changing world <laughs> Daniel you are in my eyes the gift of God the prize my heavenly reward here on earth you'll never know my little friend what you are worth just recently went from daily to knowing nothing at all no more hugs only handshakes my biggest fan just became a man Daniel you are in my eyes the gift of God the prize, my heavenly reward. Here on earth, 
You'll never know my little friend Know my little friend What you are worth well, I'd like to thank the official timekeeper <laughs> Can't believe it. Anyway, who here is a visitor, must be a visitor to this church who'd like a free CD with all these songs on? That, that gentleman there. Could somebody maybe get it to him for me? I, I don't know how to get it there. And this is for a local. This is a copy of my new CD. Who'd a copy of this? Who'd like a copy? That lady there. Yes, Well, Pastor Pete, thanks so much for having me. Oh, am I not finished yet? Not finished yet? Nearly. Timing has gone off. Anyway, I get to travel around the world a lot, and it's, uh, it's a great privilege for me to be with you guys. And uh, some strange things happened in my travels. In August in 2005, I was singing at a drug rehab center in Mozambique, a place by the name of Healing Wings. Immediately after singing there, I had to go to Texas here in the States to go sing in some prisons. Now, I very much believe in the local church. I believe the local church is the hope of the world. I like my church to know what I'm doing. I like to be accountable. So I thought I'd stop off in my church on my way from Mozambique to Texas to tell them where I'd been, where I was going and whatnot. I stood up in church one Sunday morning and I said this to them. I said, just got back from rehab and I'm off to prison. And while I was in his prisons in Texas, a door was opened for me to go sing on death row. And there I became acquainted with a woman by the name of Frances Newton. She'd been on death row for 17 years. On the 14th of September that year, they executed her. And I had the great privilege of singing this song to her that I'm going to sing to you now. It's a song called Passing Through. I'm going to show you some pictures of a church inside that prison while I sing the song to you. My eyes always look up Where my Redeemer comes from My feet want to run to you Cause heaven is where we belong We're just passing God's poetry in motion Made to worship you While we're passing through When I look where I have come to see where I'm going to I've learned the hard way there is no easy way so I'm gonna fix my eyes on you while I'm passing through God's poetry in motion made to worship you 
while we're passing through. There's no way I can conceive of all the good things you have prepared. Oh God, I'm in awe of you. I live my life happy, scared while I'm passing through God's poetry in motion. Be to worship you while we passing through. While we are passing through, while we are passing through. Thank you. God bless you. Please remain standing. We're going to close out our service with just a moment of prayer. I don't know if you realize, but Andre, I think this morning, sang about God's healing in every possible relationship category there is. You notice that? And so we're going to conclude our time together by praying and asking God to heal any relationships that are in this room that are broken. As you stand now into God's presence, if you have a relationship in your life that if you kind of go through the roll decks, you sense a, a sense of burden or heaviness, maybe you're here this morning and your heart is literally aching because of a relationship that's sideways. Andre's concert from beginning to end was about how God restores relationships between people and God and then between people and other people. And so if you would say you have a relationship in your life where you know that you need God to intervene, you sense that in your heart that you've tried or you're scared or whatever it might be, I want you in this moment to close your eyes in God's presence take a step of faith by just kind of putting your hands out but lifting them upward and that's your step of faith that's your confession that you have a relationship or maybe several relationships that are not where you want them to be and you're going to ask God the God of all relationship that you're going to ask God to intervene Jesus, we thank you for the story that we just heard. Jesus, this is your story of a life that is dedicated and committed to you. And so, Lord, now that story has increased our faith, that you are a God that heals and restores, that you're a God that brings relationships together that are broken. So we come to you now as the God that reconciles us to himself. 
the God who reconciles us to each other. Lord, I pray over every upraised hand that even before this week that we're stepping into finds its conclusion, that we would find that these relationships somehow, some way are moving towards fullness, that they're moving towards healing and restoration and reconciliation. So God, we ask for that. And God, if it's our part that has broken, I pray that we would extend our hearts and our hands and ask for forgiveness. And Lord, where we feel that we've received the wrong, I pray that forgiveness would flow and that your Holy Spirit would do a work that only you can do. But God, again, with our upraised hand, we confess we need you and that this is our prayer. Jesus, thank you for who you are to us. And now, God, may you bless us. May you keep us. May you cause your face to shine upon us. May you shower us with your grace throughout this week. And may you give us.